Well, good morning. This is Letitia Shelton and I'm your host for our Disruptive Voices of the Pacific podcast. Sitting here with a beautiful woman, a woman I'm getting to know, a brave woman, another courageous woman. Her name is Etta and again, I'm not going to even start to pronounce your last name. So maybe you can do that for us, Etta. Bulovinaka, everyone. Um, my name is uh, Etta Ngonerongo. Exactly. That's why I don't even try. Um, Etta is, you're quite well known in Fiji. She's an artist. Uh, she's a singer. I've been to one of her concerts briefly. Amazing voice. Nearly blew my hair off. Um, and we're working on something, hopefully for a future trip, called Her Story, Her Song. Um, where we're encouraging women who are survivors of abuse and who are musical and gifted to be able to write music. Because I think, as you say, Edda, Fijians connect with music. And you've actually yourself written a couple of songs um, as a survivor of abuse yourself. Do you want to tell us about those songs? Letitia, about the song, I have written it, but I still yet take it to the studio and record it. But it's coming. I actually have two. One is titled That Strong Woman. Uh, it's in English. And uh, the other one, it's called Marama the Lindi. Let me just go further on uh, Marama the Lindi because the Lindi, uh, the Lindi uh, in Fijian, it's mean, it means the it. So to get away from to get away from being the abusive woman, uh, the survivor, I want a positive word. And uh, marama means lady or young, or, or um, it's for female, eh? like marama, but it's mainly, um, the meaning of marama is the lady. So basically the, the song it will be uh, marama the lindi because I want every survivors that have come out in such such uh, horrible sad bad environment you know they come out from it and they can feel that they are the maramadalindi because they have conquered it and they being a powerful individual you know they managed to get out of it and as we've talked about it, you know, this is just the beginning. And we have to uh, start talking about it. You know, like for me, I've walked out from my abusive relationship for... Um, gosh, I can't even remember when was the last time I walked out. I think I walked out in 2016. And it's 2023 now, you know. And... Uh, it's it's not an easy topic to talk about it it the trauma the the pain that it causes uh, like me being a public figure here in Fiji I'm sure a lot of a lot of people have no idea what I went through and uh, it's always been at the back of my mind because the first the first song that I wrote was. Mm, it has nothing to do what I went through. I'm talking about 
life and and he in Fiji we love our cover so you know I decided to write a fun song about a cover which is called two bags wadala uh, meaning just two bags you know just two bags come and have a mix with me just two bags but then behind that two bags there is a very sad story and uh, yes you know we need to start talking break the silence and uh, I'm excited about what we are discussing now you know um, your story your song yes yes no we're excited and we're still working out details but stay tuned um, hopefully we're, we're wanting to gather together women who are survivors of abuse but um, have have written songs um, so we can hear each other's songs now Etta, it is, you are a very public figure in Fiji, so it does take a lot of courage. It would probably be easier just to pretend that this didn't happen to you. But you want to speak up because, yeah, we, we just can't remain silent about that. You said, you mentioned you walked out of an um, abusive marriage. You were married, was no, just a relationship, yes. For many years, though, you were with this man. Can you tell us some of the things that you went through in this relationship? <clears throat> Um, like how I've come all this while, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle on the, on the sad bit of my life. I want to be, start advocating and, and be a, a source of strength to other women, you know, who's out there and uh, I know a lot of women look up to me and I know, you know, to a lot of them this might come as a surprise that for nine years I've been in an abusive relationship. Uh, at times, to me the way now that I've grown and I've, you know, get out from it, to me it, it was just, uh, first up it was a lack of respect from each party like for me and him and um, lack of love and lack of knowledge you know I don't want where I am right now I don't want to stand here and point at him we were both young and naive it comes to a stage where I couldn't you know take it anymore and and I'm one of the lucky ones that I that I managed to walk away, walk away and start building myself from there. It wasn't easy, and it wasn't easy. You're not working alone by yourself. You're working alone with five children. I think my young, my youngest then was she was still a baby. She was still on diapers, so it wasn't easy, and. Just talking about it always, always give me that bad feeling, you know, that sad feeling. But then again, you know, look at where I am today, and and I'm sure I have I have taught my my ex partner, you know, <clears throat> because the sad thing about this is that we have children together. We have children together. I guess that's the saddest bit. And uh, one of the reasons why I don't want to talk about it a lot 
it's because my children, I don't want to paint a bad picture about him to the children. You know, the children, to them, uh, they are still, he is still their dad. So one of the reasons why I'm holding my stories is because these are the very, the very people that I want to, you know, I, I don't want them go on social media or hear from their friends, hey, your mom is this. So if you might ask, you know, why, why have I waited this long? It's because I was waiting for the right time, you know, to sit my children and tell them. I, I'd say the older ones, you know, they, they witness. And, um, and uh, because now it's not all about me and him. You know, it, they are in the picture, and I guess they are the, they are the main ones that needs um, my attention right now. So how I maneuver myself from this situation is one of the main reasons why I keep, you know, uh, silence about my story because I was just waiting for the right time to first have a word with them and I know they you know they've seen it they've seen it but me as their mom and respecting their dad that is why you know I I'm taking it slowly with coming out and besides um, he knows you know he knows what he did was wrong and 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 i'm sure i've i've taught him a life lesson but then on the other hand you know every woman who is listening to me right now if you're going through an abusive relationship you know if you wake up with swears if you get punched for nothing or for during an argument that is not right no woman deserves to be treated as such yeah, I appreciate your humility because quite often both parties are involved and we all do things we regret. So um, I think sometimes it's easy to blame, point the finger at the other person. But yeah, we've both got to look at what we've added to the situation. So thank you for your humility. And also I yeah appreciate that he's still your seven kids' father. Um, I'd correct you, my four, four, four kids. yeah. Four kids to him, and the three from others. Yes, you're amazing. Um, and so, yes, we want, we've got to be careful how the picture we paint to our kids, don't we? So, you know, you left that relationship. You know, many women don't. They, they put up with it. They put up with the swears, the abuse. Um, so many. So what gave you the courage? What was the final thing that you just thought, I've had enough? Actually, it was one morning. It was one beautiful morning. <laughs> I never forget this morning. And like I said, eh, like I said, I don't want to entirely put the blame on him, because standing where I mean, looking from where I am right now, I kind of like understand, you know, why he did that. But then again, it's not okay. It's not right for a man to hit woman, because it's part of the culture. You know, it's part of the culture. Every woman have to listen to their husband. You know, the man says it all. If they say, you go, you go. If, if he say, don't dress that way, don't dress that way. If you say, I'm going to go have a good time with my, with my friends and you stay here, watch the children. 
that happens. That is a sad reality that is happening in Fiji. But if I have to be a voice, it is to enlighten, to, to advocate to the men that they, they are the, 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 the very first person who have to supply love, you know, and respect. So if they do that to their wife, I'm sure, I'm sure, automatically the wife will blend along and you'll raise a good family. For in my case, we were just two different, we were just two different people who were strongly and madly in love, like so in love. And him from a different upbringing and different background and me too. And, and, and we tried so much, you know, to make it work. But then it was all wrong from the, you know, because our approach was wrong, you know. He said, he comes in with his, I'm the man of the family, I'm this, and I come in with, oh, well, you know, this is me. You know, I'm the singer and this, that. And there was no, there was no, no platform where we would have sit and talk about this and I guess that is one of the biggest problem here in Fiji because young men and young women are so ready to to commit into a lifetime commitment where else they are not ready as a person. They are not ready as a person. So imagine raising children. So to me the morning that I because it's been constant, like the fiscal it's been constant. I was like, oh my gosh. It was like really bad. So one morning, he came. He came in and he had a. He had a. Uh, he came in drunk, uh, with few of his friends. And I remember his younger brother was with us that time. And he, his younger brother, and see, like his younger brother, his two sisters. You know, they were all. They were all good and they were all kind to me you know we we love each other we help each other not just that his his entire family and 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 i guess that's the saddest bit because you get so part of his family and then when these happen you you have to there's not him to think about this, his family, his siblings, who you came to be, you know, be part of your family. And then his family in general. And then there's him, you know, and then there's him. So the funny thing, when, when, when I was so ready to move out, not only me, with my kids, I was so ready to pay. Actually, one of his cousins, like his cousin's sister, like his tutua, tutua, you address it to someone older than you with respect. Yeah. So she came into my she came into my aid. She actually she actually said, you know, enough. Let them go. So to me it was time to go, even though the love was still there, you don't know, the love was still raw. It was very raw and but then I have to tell him, you know, I cannot, I cannot continue like this. Yeah, I got my kids, 
got my kids, everybody with a knapsack. I told my kids, whatever you can pack, you know, whatever you can pack. And that was it for me. That was it for me. And, you know, as I said, time is a healer. But I have, I have to put myself aside and start thinking about what's right for my children. Is this is what, is this the environment I want for my children? Is this is the upbringing, you know, where that is? I guess the main reason why I left, it was because of my children. I don't wanna, I, I don't want my children to wake up to yelling and beating and swearing. And I, I want my soul to, you know, I want my soul to be happy, you know. And I know I can be a, a greater person and a great artist, you know. So I need to change my home environment in order to achieve that. So that is why I took the courage and just, we, we didn't even have a single, single cent. I have to carry, carry to the taxi driver, please. Just go take me wherever you drop me, come back. I'll start looking for work and then, yeah. Yeah, no, that's powerful. Um, and what you're saying about doing it for the sake of your children, because again, I hear, um, especially families put a lot of pressure on the woman to keep, keep, keep the father in the picture, you know. But I've got to say, um, being in a peaceful home with one parent is better than being in a abusive home with two. Uh, and that's unfortunately a lie that we believe. Um, and then if you separate and he can get his stuff together, then it's better for them to visit and still uh, have that place. So, yes, I wanted to ask where does, because another reason why many women don't leave is because where the heck do you go? There's not enough um, places here in Suva. We've been trying to in the last week. We've been trying to help a woman. Exactly. And we can... Okay, so you went to relatives? No, no. Where did you go? Uh, because I know most of my relatives, and you can't blame them, you know, and you can't blame them because life is hard, and their responsibility is their family, not Etta and her how many children. So I was very thankful that I have someone who is still a very important person in my life right now she's like a mom to me she's like a mom and my best friend everybody who knows me knows her so she was the one who sheltered me and my children till I was strong enough to move into my own flat yeah Wow, yeah, and that's what I hear over and over again. With the, the difference between the women who leave and get help is having that one person. Quite often it's just one person that, that, one person. that yeah. believes in them and walks alongside oh, yes. of them. Let's go, let's go back a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned when you met um, this man, you fell madly in love. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, currently this... I'm so hopeless when it comes to love. <laughs> well, this is our problem, and... Um, I'm speaking tomorrow to a bunch of BMS girls on red flags to look for in relationships because when you're 16, 17, you fall in love and think he's the best thing in the world. Were there any kind of red flags of those warning signs? Did you see any warning signs that this man was going to be abusive or love is blind? 
I'll have to be very honest with you. I'm I'm that girl who's seen the red flag and and I'll just go, no, my life is gonna conquer this and looks what got me into. <laughs> yes, and unfortunately you represent many. We always think, but it's gonna be different for me. For some dumb reason. So <laughs> So what were those red flags you were seeing that you were going to conquer? First up was the anger. The anger and the the authoritative, you know, they, they, you know, like I said, go back to what I said before, probably because of the upbringing, oh, you're the man, and and they've seen it. Every woman have to uh, respect and listen to their men. So quite my darling, it was red flag all along. I'm glad we can laugh now. <laughs> but yes, the anger, the control, the speaking down. And unfortunately, it's a lot of the culture, isn't it? How Fijian men are wired. Um, and I was telling the girls at BMS this morning, the reason why I'm 47 and still single is because um, I'm... Well, I haven't found the right one, but I'm not prepared. I've learnt those red flags um, and I'm not prepared. What I'm looking for a man is um, someone who represents Jesus, who who shows sacrifice and servanthood. He won't be perfect, um, um, but I've just never found the right one either. So um, what what do you tell your children then, um, you know, in bringing them up in this world? And it's still a culture where men are dominant. What are you telling your daughters to look for in men? Good question. Good question. My eldest daughter, she's, she's 17 now. She's 17 now. And she's very, um, she's very ambitious, you know. Her, her future is, is set up. <laughs> when we talked about this, because what they went through with me, what they went through with me, she's like it kind of like affected her decision. It kind of like affected her decision, like finding the right man. And I'm glad, and I'm glad, um, even though she's 17, but she's beginning to look at the the red the red flag sign, you know. And we talked about it, and she always come back to me, and we talked about it. I've actually uh, opened up that platform where she felt very comfortable with me, where she'll come and talk about this guy, mom, that guy, mom, that guy. And, and I'm glad I've managed to, to open that with my daughter because I don't want them to go through what I went through. So one of the reasons, uh, to all the mothers out there listening, one of the reasons why our children are not being honest and they can come to us because we are the one creating the boundaries towards them. Be their best friend. Be their best friend, you know. Instead of you standing there with a mom with so many warnings and, you know, scoldings. yeah, scoldings, just let them talk. Let them talk. Let them pour it out. And when you listen, you listen like, at certain time, you ha- you have to play along being a 70-year-old and you think about when you were 17. So I guess it kind of like helped my situation with my daughter because of what I went through. And I, my daughter, she knows very well. 
I'm the one she comes and talked about anything and everything. And it is our role as a mom or as a dad. It is your role as a parent to create that platform between you and your child. That you have to be their safe zone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've... Um, and you know we laughed about it, and uh, you know she said, and I and I was like, oh that one, oh gosh, so you'll be Mrs. This, and then you know, and then we laugh about it. But we have to create that, and that, you know, after that, after you know that they're comfortable with you, and you start slowly giving your advice. Say, my daughter, if this will happen, if this will happen, this will be your future. You know, if this that, so. I think I have built enough and share in a, a, a ground, a rock relationship, you know, between me and her. Like right now, to answer your question, like her right now, my eldest daughter right now, her, her bucket list is I have to visit this, I have to go to Egypt, I have to this, that, that. Like bottom list of her... So just been you know just answering your question, yeah. But then again, I'm glad that I managed to to change the cycle. You know, get away from from an abusive relationship to this. Imagine if I was still trapped and living that that life, that abusive life. I'm sure my daughter wouldn't have a big dream. I, I'm I'm sure that she wouldn't even come to me for for advice for for well, a safe space, you know. They actually um, turn out to resent their parents when they don't leave because they see the way they're being treated and the and the kids are like, especially the older ones are like, what is wrong with you that you don't leave? So you have given to your daughter an excellent example that you don't tolerate this behaviour that you as a mother have enough worth in yourself and are willing to fight for your children and that um, teaches them way more valuable lessons than sticking in. I, I just get so cranky when I hear women say, I'm just going to pray, pray and fast and pray the devil away. I'm like, you know, like that's good. Or just get up and leave. Um, because I don't think Jesus... Oh, we've got a loud, loud bird. I don't think Jesus... Well, I know Jesus doesn't require his daughters to live in abuse um, at all. So, look, just as we end, one last final question, Etta. You have been amazing. Um, what would you say to women who are currently in abusive relationships? What words would you like to leave them with? My first advice is cry to the Lord. You know, just pour it out to the Lord. I'm just going to share with you, ladies, if you're going through abusive relationship right now I'm just gonna share my what I went through you know I I I was so far away from God during when I was going through this but the moment I remember one day I just kneeled and I cried my heart out to, to him you know that would be my first advice because he is never far away from us you know, in his words said, like, the clothes you're wearing is far, you know, compared to him because he is with you, he is in you. So 
cry to him first and just ask for forgiveness and ask for his love and ask for his protection and ask him you know to to make your journey a bit easy and then secondly if you're going through an abusive relationship please get away from it because it's not right and no woman deserves to be treated as such walk away from it and go build your dream and if you have children please your children would be your source of blessing they if if they see that you doing this taking this step you know getting away from that abusive relationship because first of all it's not right and secondly you know your children are watching and you've been treated as such it's not a good image to portray our children to portray to our children and get away set up your goals you know involve yourself with with the right people the right woman you know the woman that was going to help you you know achieve your dreams rather than woman who is going to pull you down and talk more negativity into your life uh, you know get your and and seek help if you need you know i have a lot of women who have reached out to me you know through personal message and and i'm helping them in whatever way i can i may not help financially but i what i'm doing right now is just giving them advice and and uh, giving them word of encouragement you know that they can do it i mean i walk out from a relationship with five children no money and look at me now what i've achieved so yeah you know get away because it's not not it's not right no woman deserve that get away and be a life for you and your children easily i see your suffering i see the pain beneath that bullet's smile come out from hiding the sun is rising let the islands hear reason let 